guys, what's up? And welcome back to Fingers Crossed Podcast. We are so excited to have you here with us today. We are beating the January blues by bringing you quality content every Tuesday. So <laughs> let's hope. <laughs> let's hope. Yeah, hopefully we're not adding to your depression. That would be bad. Um, I'm Sierra, if you don't know. And I'm Christy, and we are the dynamic duo behind Fingers Crossed, bringing you this um, quote-unquote quality content, hopefully. But yes, we are here to chat it up with you all and have a discussion about the very real January blues or post-holiday slump. I personally, I mean, we'll get into this with the actual episode and we do have to do the whole, you know, life catch up. Versus right now is the false episode, not the real episode. Exactly. Um, But I definitely struggle with this a lot more in the past, I think. And I think I've gotten to a place where I anticipate it more and can kind of mitigate it in my own life personally. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about just because I think everyone or maybe even people aren't aware of the quote unquote January blues and how it is such a like common phenomenon to feel kind of down or feel like you're in a slump after the holidays or, you know, January is just kind of like um, a filler month almost. And mm-hmm. no offense if your birthday's in January. I, I see. Well, I'm you. sure that helps if your birthday's in January. I'm sure yeah, that, that helps with the January help. blues because you've got something to look forward to. But for a lot of us, it's like the end of the holidays and end of all this excitement and like presents and desserts and drinking and fun things and family. It's and it's just not ho- notable. Like no holidays are in it. Like no vacation it, time. Like I mean, I guess you get you get one three day weekend because yes, it's MLK but, day. But exactly. you know, it's we'll get uh, there. We'll get there. But anyway, before we dive into that, because we've got some articles to share, our experiences, and some of your write-ins as well, we are going to catch up about what's new in the world since last week. Hi. Hey. Hey. How how y'all doing? So life has been good. It's been a solid week. Honestly, I think it was the first week of January. Yeah. So it's like Monday, January 3rd, which we will talk about was Blue Monday, which right. is the saddest day of the year. So that's great. But um, I honestly had a great Monday, so it didn't hit me too hard. And it was a pretty chill week of work. I was telling Sierra that people are still kind of on vacation a little bit. So I think this next week, it'll really pick back up and like mm-hmm. get into the swing of things fully again. Um, so it's been kind of nice. Like I've been enjoying the like you know, chill work, like I'm still working my normal schedule, but my workload as far as like meetings and other people emailing me and stuff has been a little more like slower. So um, I will probably miss that when I'm suddenly drowning in emails again and trying to catch up again. But anyway, um, it's been good. We had to adapt to some like COVID changes and stuff with planning travel and everything, but I'm sure everyone has had to deal with that in one way or another so we're yeah. just rolling with the punches and um yeah living life I worked from home the whole week just because I'm not really going to the office with the amount of COVID cases there's been in New York for the time being and we had our first snow of the year so it was beautiful and stunning and magical and I woke up to it like a kid on Christmas morning and even though I saw snow when I was in Bend, it's different when it's in New York because it's, like, more rare to find snow here. Yeah, and, and it's, you know, there's just something magical magical about snow in New York. It's such, a, like, an mm-hmm. idol, idolized thing, you know. It makes me think of, like, Eloise at the Plaza at Christmas time, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it was, like, the fourth time that they had predicted there was going to be snow. So there's been, like, three false alarms. And oh. then finally it actually happened. So it was, like, even more special. But, yes, very fun. And uh, what did you do? Yeah, I was gonna say, what did you do on your snow day? <laughs> what did I do on my snow day? Let me tell you what I did <laughs> on my snow day. I got a hot coffee, steaming hot, scalding <laughs> hot coffee that almost burned my mouth. It was so hot. <laughs> You guys want some context? I was teasing Christy earlier about the fact that she only ever gets iced coffee. And she was telling me that she, for once, got a hot coffee on this snow day. And I was like, who are you? And what have you done with Christy? That is so very festive of you to get a hot drink on a snow day. Yes. And also, more context is that we just recorded this intro and I realized that it hadn't been recording. So I literally told Sierra this (laughs) two minutes ago. So she's heard this entire story and she made a whole thing about how I got hot coffee when we recorded it the first time. And then it didn't save it. So now we're trying to recreate the moment by doing the (laughs) same like dialogue again. I'm like, you got to bring up the hot coffee because it's it's funny, (laughs) but it doesn't land as well the second time. So you had to be there. You won't be. I'm sorry. You won't be. You're here. You're here now. Um, but then the next day I got nice coffee and it was freezing so I really went through the pain of you know beauty is pain and by beauty I mean iced coffee 
delicious. Well, you got to have the iced coffee to appreciate the hot coffee, and you got to have the hot coffee to appreciate the iced coffee. It truly is. I think Winston Churchill said that. I think so. Anyway, thank you all for um, (laughs) your patience with us. I, what else this week? Um, You decided to stay. I'm going back from the last two minutes that we just recorded. How do we do each other's life? No, because we already did this. Now we're just going the the, the bullet points. Um, You decided to stay on the lease at your new apartment. Or your old I apartment. Did. I did renew my lease. Actually, I haven't officially done it yet, so I should probably do that because if you my leasing agent right, is listening right, to right, that, you know, yeah. you should probably do that. <laughs> I need to renew my lease. But I have decided that I am going to stay in my apartment that I moved in almost a year ago to my cozy little studio. And I'm very, very relieved to have made that decision because it was like weighing on me for a while and there was like other people waiting on me to make a decision and I just couldn't decide. But I think it was really like inside I knew what I wanted, but I was trying to justify mm-hmm. it, you know? And, you know, it's not perfectly ideal because it is going to be more expensive, but that's the way it works when you get a COVID deal. So I am going with the devil that I know, as my friend said, Mm -hmm. and I am very happy to be here still. And I love this apartment so much that I like I know that I would be sad. It's going to be a risk no matter what. You know, if you move somewhere, it might be cheaper, but you might hate it. So Mm -hmm. I know that I love it here and I know that it's all good things. So very excited about that so that's I'll be great here for the next year yeah and now i've got another cozy. year to visit i've got another year now to visit you in this apartment which i'm really excited yes. about so i can come and take advantage of your rooftop so and you better actually do it once i will you get a job yeah i mean that wasn't me telling sierra to get a job she was the no, one that we, again, that. we said this in the first <laughs> intro that we recorded that didn't record so just for further context i have made a pact with myself that i cannot book any new travel or trips, even to see my beloved Christy until I secure a job, because that is the financially responsible thing to do. Also, I don't want to like request off, you know, time that goes on a weekday just for a trip in a couple months and then, you know, have a million time off requests the second I start a new job. I would much rather like get the job and then be like, hey, can I take a day off? So yeah, that's my plan. Fair point. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's just my week very chill i honestly feel like it's been a really long time since we recorded for some reason like it does I can't feel like what that. we talked we... about last time we even though record we, we recorded ago, last sunday yeah yeah so. it was a sunday so i don't know what's up with that but craziness 2022 already feels like much longer than it's been but i'm very excited that it's a new year and all the things that come with it and yeah oh and i made i didn't mention this in the first intro actually so maybe Ooh, new content i'm excited <laughs> um i went to my friend's apartment last night and we all were like making vision boards together oh like, that's right you talked goals. about that last episode yeah. i still it i really, really want to really make really it and sophie made a vision board she te- and she didn't yeah, even so yeah fun. she texted a picture of us i mean no start that over she texted us a picture of her vision board and it was really beautiful. It actually made me tear up just because I really? was well, I just I mean, knowing like everyone's going through things right now that are, you know, different. And I just was like looking at her vision board and I'm just like, I was so proud of her and like, you know, her overcoming That's adversity so and all of this. And I was like, and I want to be inspired like this. And I need a vision board because I don't know where I'm going and I don't know what my vision is. So I think it would really help. I think you me. should do it. Do it tonight. It's when gonna... you get back from your drumming thing. Well, I have to go to Target, but I mean, maybe I can get, I could pick up some magazines there or something, but Sophie said she printed out Pinterest images and then got them printed in color at FedEx. So maybe I'll do that. Oh, wow. She went to many steps. I thought she printed them at home, but yes, you could do that. You could also just make it digitally on Canva. Um, That's what we did. And you can just like download pictures from Pinterest or Google images or Tumblr or whatever you want and piece them together on a Canva blank canvas. Oh, so you did yours like, like digital yeah, I just did it on my phone because I didn't bring my laptop even. So it was very Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. We, you should send me yours if it's done. I want to see okay. it. Okay, it's not great, but... That's okay, it it's it's subjective to the beauty is in the eye of the vision board holder, so... <laughs> I honestly felt like I was just putting together a Tumblr board from 2012. <laughs> like, I felt like I was doing my Tumblr thing again, and it wasn't actually a vision board, but... Anyway. Um, just girly yeah, things. so that was fun. Just girly things, and it's always fun just to, like... Again, like we do with this podcast, we sit down and we talk about like personal goals and things that we're working on and blah, blah, blah. But I feel like with your everyday friends, you might not. And it was kind of mm-hmm. nice just to like hang out, you know, very chill, listen to old music and get snacks from the bodega and then just like talk about how we're feeling about the new year and what we want to accomplish for ourselves and all that. And it was just really nice. Yeah. So, that sounds really stuff. like a wholesome get together. I love it that. It truly was. It truly was. Anyway, so that was my week. And um, over to you, Sierra. What was your week like? What did you accomplish? What? No, I'll think of a more more pointed question. What did you fill your time with instead of doing job applications? (laughs) This is something that we also introduced in the last intro that didn't record was me saying that I was doing everything but 
job applications because I don't enjoy doing job applications versus I enjoy doing a lot of other things to procrastinate it that I can tell myself are actually still productive, which they are. Anyway, so I spent the entire week doing wedding planning and I got in one job application. Granted, it was for a job that would be an absolute dream job and I am so beyond stoked about it. I'm a little underqualified, but that's okay because I have a lot of qualifications that I think would make me a really good fit if they decide to give me a chance. So manifest that. If not, it's okay. I got it. I'm manifesting for you. Thank you. But in the meantime, I spent a good amount of most of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday doing wedding planning, um, looking at venues. Jason and I, I know we started that last weekend with our spreadsheet and everything, but we were really narrowing it down, um, going over budget and, you know, going over what venue has this and what doesn't. We actually set up four different venue tours. We went to our first one on Saturday oh, wow. already. So we already went. Oh, you to- did? Yeah. We went to our oh, first. How'd it go? It went really well. Here's the thing. The venue itself is gorgeous. We love the venue. Like from the moment you drive onto the property, it's got multiple different ceremony locations, one of which is in this beautiful like redone barn that has like candlelight and white curtains. I mean, so beautiful. And then it has outdoor places too and a, a courtyard and it's got lighting and, you know, so many beautiful things. But the surrounding area is kind of in the middle of nowhere. So as far as, you know, lodging for out-of-town guests, it wasn't ideal because we're kind Mm. of hoping to do like a wedding weekend where we've got an event Friday night, the wedding Saturday, and then maybe even like a farewell brunch on Sunday, kind of a thing. Um, For people that are traveling. Yeah, for people that are traveling. So it's not just one day or one time to see us. So that's kind of our ideal, but there just really was very little hotels. I mean, there were some Airbnbs, but it kind of just was out in the middle of the hills. And it felt like that too. Yeah, kind of isolated. So if you can't get an Airbnb, your nearest hotel that's a nice hotel is a 30-minute drive. And I'm like, that's mm. not really ideal. So it we liked the venue a lot. Also, what was insane and truly shocked me about it was every Saturday was booked from march through july in 2023 that doesn't surprise me at all like i mean but i was still like what book weddings so far in advance and i asked her that i'm like when did people book these like well we got a bunch of bookings in the last three weeks from all the holiday proposals which is we have one date booked in 2024 and i have a wedding booked already for 2025 and i was like that's... Yeah, like, you don't even know if people are going to be alive then. Like, well, I... <laughs> you're really betting on well, what I'm betting is, what I'm betting is a bride fell in love with the venue, booked the date, and she hasn't even been proposed to yet because she really wants that date at that venue. <laughs> That's... Oh, man, I should start doing that and book my venue for 2025 that my BuzzFeed quiz told You me. should. <laughs> if you have a dream venue on a dream day that's like, you know, 5-25-2025, you know, something that's like a really cool date, um, you should book that now. <laughs> Okay, I'll think about it. But um, yeah, first I'll need to figure out where the hell I'm even going to want to be, which is a very difficult question for me. So. It is. So, but yeah, the the tour went well, though. We, you know, it was good to, you know, see a place and kind of get some perspective. Um, we've got uh, one tour next weekend to the following weekend. I'm hoping to fit in some more in between then. Um, and... You're really hitting the ground running. Like, I feel like you're really proactive compared to a lot of people I know that get engaged. And it's like fun to just kind of like, you know sit in the excitement of a new engagement and you don't necessarily like start planning right off the bat but like I think I think if I was not getting married in a pandemic world where there are so many couples making up time I would be a little more leisurely with it yeah the fact that I'm reaching out to places being like hi I'm really interested in your venue do you have you know May 5th 2023 available oh sorry that date's booked I'm like okay yeah so it just like hitting that I'm like I'm a year and a half out and I'm like "Uh." so yeah um I'm trying not to let it discourage me I'm trying to like I believe everything's gonna happen for a reason and you know that I should just be flexible about dates flexible about season flexible about venues and just figure that what's gonna be is gonna be and that it's gonna be great you know yeah, because the main the main thing is that like you're there with the people that you love and that you know you're celebrating and that's mm-hmm. the main thing, not, you know, the place. So anywho, totally. but uh, definitely making progress. But I essentially spent the entire week doing that and applied to one job. And a lot of other things fell through the cracks. Um, so I'm hoping this week to have a little more balance. I think balance would be a good thing for me um, mm-hmm. to still have to, you know, answer emails and continue on the wedding stuff, but like not let it obsess my life and instead uh, focus more on the job applications and you know, doing more things that are, you know, getting outside, you know, cause I spent like three days in my house and didn't 
leave like because I was so inundated on my computer and I'm like I'm mm-hmm. I'm not doing that again because that, that did not make me feel very good I felt like a mole in a hole like I just you wasn't... Mem- okay I just thought of something that might help you is using a habit tracker and not necessarily making it like very tiny habits but of like things that you want to do every day you could say like two job applications one walk outside 30 minutes of calls to floral I don't know you know like something wedding related and like have a checklist of things that you want to accomplish every day or like goals Mm -hmm. for the week maybe not day by day but like you want to apply to five jobs by the end of the week or something like that where you have something you can like check off on a habit basis that might make it more you know motivate you to actually like do those things instead of because I know that feeling of when there's something that you need to do but there's other things that you want to do more Mm -hmm. and even though they're still productive like I don't know this is how I think it's not the priority you know you gotta do the first things first as my dad always says yeah first things first so it's all about prioritizing but this is a quote that really helped me that I think maybe anyone listening it might be helpful for you too if you find yourself in a similar situation but last summer when I was you know in the job market, looking for things, looking around. I was talking to my parents on the phone. And of course, parents being parents, they're like, so when's your next interview? Like, how's the process going? What are you looking at? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you know, like, I'm kind of just enjoying my free time and like catching up on the things. And I'm just so busy. Like, I really have so much thing, like so many things filling my time. And my mom was like, there is never going to be a time in life when you are not busy, but you still have to prioritize the things that are going to move you forward faster than others. And that really like kicked my ass in gear because I was like, you know what? You're so right. Like I could be editing this video and I could be doing these things and grocery shopping and all of that. But like that doesn't mean that the things that are waiting for me that will move me forward in life are going to get any closer by me prioritizing little like other uh, hobbies and other small things in between. That is really good advice. Things that move you forward. Like exactly. Because I do feel very stagnant right now and I don't like Mm -hmm. being stagnant. I like having routine and I like, you know, having dependability, but that's different, you know, than being stagnant without a job and feeling very like I have the entire, I have the entire day open to do whatever. And I think I have a problem when I have too much free time, I kind of spiral out of control. I think having a little bit of structure in my day, because if I have too much free time, I abuse it and I use it Mm -hmm. poorly. You know, instead of spending two hours on wedding, two hours on job apps, two hours watching my shows, two hours prepping food, two hours on a walk, like I'll be like, I'm going to spend eight hours doing wedding stuff on my laptop to the point where I have a migraine. I haven't showered in 24 hours. I haven't stepped outside. I'm in my pajamas. I haven't eaten all day. (laughs) And then I'm like, I haven't applied. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like it's. Yeah. So I, I, my aim is to do a little bit better this week and to have a better I think maybe, yeah, a habit tracker would be good or just something where I do the same thing at the same time every day. Um, I know I said that last week I was going to do it. I didn't. So if anyone's got any brilliant ideas on how to just find better balance. The, time management tips. Is it just, is it just like, what do you call it? Discipline and, and <laughs> self-will? What's that word that I've never related to once? Like, Discipline. <laughs> how do I do it? Like, how do I be self-disciplined. How do I, do I it's just, hard. do I just do it? I just, it doesn't come easy to me. I'm such an impulsive, like I'm not patient. I'm, I'm not great at holding myself to goals and deadlines. I'm just not. How do I get better at this? Honestly, I think you, you can't expect it to come to you. I think it's just something that takes practice and work. Mm-hmm. And you know, what is the quote? It's like motivation isn't what um, gets you to do something it's discipline it's like motivation mm. will start something and then you're gonna lose motivation but you need to keep the discipline of that sort of like push forward feeling that you had from the motivation by like forcing yourself to do it every day until it's a habit I think that's so, my word of the year discipline I think it's gonna be discipline oh I think I just found it because moment okay. I think it's it's something that I'm really bad at it's something that I think would really enhance my life and I need to practice it and get better at it so I think yeah that's gonna be my word wow I'm so proud of you and that is difficult like I definitely struggle with it too I'm not here sitting here saying that I'm the most self-disciplined person ever because I'm definitely not but um that's so awesome I love that you just like had that light bulb moment on and, the podcast. And I don't mean it like in a punishment sense, like, oh, you don't do it. You're going to get in trouble or you're going to be, I don't mean that kind of discipline. Right. I just mean like being 
And I think discipline could be, it's a form of self-care because you're respecting yourself and your goals enough to actually make them happen instead of just sitting around wishing something would ring your phone and would knock on your door. Exactly. There you go. So then you can go month to month, think about the goals you want to accomplish and how they'll help you be more disciplined and respect yourself. I love that. Okay. Cool. Look at that right off the bat. Okay. I'm very excited for you. Thanks. Anyway, um, but yeah, I totally understand that feeling though. So um, it's everything's temporary and I know that you're going to find the routine that works for you and get into the habit of it. But And especially at the beginning of the year with the January slump, with the craziness of coming off holidays and excitement and now coming back into routines more so and all that, like it's a time of finding that again, that sort of like discipline routine life you know just yeah finding your way again with normal life and getting into it so thank you and I love getting the wedding updates it is really fun I mean it's super like it's a fun and exciting time and Jason and I are both really involved in it and you know it is it is fun it's more fun than talking about job applications but the wedding as my mom said to me on the phone she said Sierra it is a marathon not a sprint and if you sprint it you're going to get burned out so fast and I Definitely. don't want to get burned out. I don't want it to feel like a chore. I want it to feel exciting. So I'll let you guys know how my disciplined week goes next week. Hope, wish me yes. the best. And if you've got tips, wait to hear back. if you like are like me and just have a really hard time staying on task or being focused or something, maybe I have ADHD because I really just can't focus on anything. <laughs> I can't. But then I do. But then I hyper-focus on things. You know what I mean? So anyway, if you've got advice, tips, words of wisdom, shoot them to my DM, Sierra Michelle Green, or to our podcast, Fingers Crossed Pod, and follow us while you're at it. Okay, that's it. On to the ad. So this episode is sponsored by Me Undies. Now, you guys know that Valentine's Day is coming up, and... There are so many gifts out there on Valentine's Day that are overdone, like, you know, flowers and chocolates. And while those are great... There is something really fun about getting something creative and something that kind of says something about your relationship. And one of those ideas is getting some matching underwear from Me Undies. Now, here's a fun fact about me I've actually gotten Jason underwear for many, many holidays over the three years we've been dating. So for Valentine's Day, I got him little boxer briefs with hearts on them. And then for Christmas, I got him boxer briefs that had little like Christmas lights on them. And then for Halloween last year, I got him some with little ghosties. So it's kind of a theme, <laughs> but I've never actually thought about getting us matching underwear. And that is such a fun thing that me undies offers. You can get matching underwear for you and your partner. And they come in so many fun prints like sharks and little swirls and pizza and whatever you can think of. Yeah. And they have like bright colors too. They're really fun. So you can express your one-of-a-kind relationship when you match your bottom half to your better half in fun limited edition prints. If you're single, mingle in matching pairs with your friends, your family. You can even get dog hoodies or buddy bands to match your four-legged friend, which is adorable. Like Christy, I think you and I should get matching underwear because when we live 3,000 miles apart, it would make us feel that much closer to each other. Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> be sure to check out all of me undies. Super cute and super soft undies, socks, bralettes, loungewear and more available in sizes extra small to 4xl so me undies has a great offer for limited time only you can get 25 percent off your first order for of matching pairs for valentine's day and as a first time purchaser you can also get 15 percent off and free shipping right to your door so to get 25 percent off matching pairs 15 percent off your first order free shipping and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com fingers crossed that's meundies.com fingers crossed to get your offer right now happy valentine's day kids i was first introduced to the january slump or January blues, they're also called, or there's probably many a name for this phenomenon. Winter depression, seasonal, I mean, so many things, yeah. Well, we're not really talking about like seasonal affective disorder and like clinical depression. Disclaimer for the beginning of this episode, like obviously there's a line between just feeling a little down in January, like naturally in seasons and things, and then actually having you know, a diagnosed psychological disorder or depression, anxiety, things like that. Like there's a difference. So we're not trying to be uh, psychologists or give you advice for doing small things to address bigger issues. Like you actually should see a professional and don't just listen to us. But we're just talking more so about the general tendency to feel a little more down. Not And especially, yeah, like after the holidays and why always after, you know, New Year's, it just kind of starts to feel 
heavy and monotonous and just not exciting. And so you're not alone if you felt that way. That like as soon as the holiday let the holiday letdown is a big term for it as well. You know that once the mm. holidays are over and all the excitement and everything is just kind of like, what are you left with? Gray, slow, boring January. And yeah, exactly. Especially when you live in a place that's cold. I mean, I know this happened to me a lot back when I lived in Portland because January was just wet and rainy and freezing and it would not just january february march it was like that for months and it just was like and what do you have to look forward to st patrick's day i mean that's really about it so <laughs> totally but the first time i really really noticed it and was affected by it that i can remember was i was hit really hard with it the first year that i was out of college and when i was living out on my own and when you're already having a tough time you know figuring out your new friend situation or you move to a new city after school. Anyway, so back to January 2018. I was about to say 2017, but that was the year I actually graduated. So I had just left my holidays at home, flying back to DC. I just felt like so sad. Like I remember crying for no reason, which never really happens to me. And I just felt like all of my, you know, friends there didn't want to hang out with me. And I was like alone. And I just felt like really, really down about it. Mm -hmm. I will say I found out after that week that I was about to start my period. So that didn't help. But also just the general season of it. And I actually I remember like downloading a book on my Kindle, like how to find um, joy in little things, you know, like things like that, where I was just like, I'm just like, something had really hit me. Mm -hmm. um, and it felt like I wasn't going to get out of it at that point. Like I was like, wow, this is like a really, I don't know. But then I learned in that time when I was like looking up things and whatever, that's when I learned about this whole phenomenon of so many people feeling this in January. And maybe not to that extent or to even more extents. But personally for me, it was just like a weird, it just felt like a slump, like kind of a fog almost. Mm -hmm. And just reading that it was normal helped me so much. Like just learning yeah. about it and reading articles about it was so enlightening to me, like why this happens. And it just kind of makes sense a lot too. So that's why we really wanted to try and talk about it with you guys in an episode because maybe you've never heard of it and you feel effects of it and you've never realized it. And it might even just make you feel better knowing about it or being able to like read about it or just know that other people go through this too and that you're not, you know, nothing's wrong with you and it's completely normal. And it's just, it's a part of life. Like there's ups and downs and seasons where things are more challenging or it's harder to find the bright, bright spots and things like that. But that's just my personal experience with it. And since then, like I've definitely had it, but I, I definitely knowing about it has helped a lot. And like, I've found ways to kind of mitigate it for my own life and right. like combat that and know that it's coming and like try to implement things that I know will make me feel better and have things to look forward to because that's a huge thing it's like you don't have the holidays to look forward to anymore mm -hmm. and it might be far off that you're doing like a spring trip or something where it's on your calendar or whatnot so anyway that was my long spiel but um Sierra do you have any thoughts now because you didn't know about this before I brought it up did you or no I, you I, I mean not necessarily in the terms of January slump but I've always yeah. called it post-holiday letdown like that's gotcha. which kind of is the same thing and it's not necessarily related to January just the fact that January comes after the holidays and it's cold a lot of times and glum and and just feels kind of like when you cut it's when you come home from a vacation you know and you get that same letdown yes. that you go back to regular life and especially when you anticipated something for such a long time and then it's over and you're like now what right. um so yeah, I think knowing that it's going to happen is a huge benefit and knowing that, it, you know, or that it, at least it could and, and having some tools and things that, you know, make you feel good when you feel down that help. Uh, something that I've, like I said, I'm doing for the third year now is um, doing dry January. And it's such a weird, like, it doesn't even mean that like, oh, I just need to not drink in order to be happy in January. It's just, it feels like a reset. And, and so I'm focusing mm -hmm. on, you know, how can I sort of reset come January? You know, I'm focusing on you know, getting outside when I can and eating more vegetables and, you know, eating less sugar and just even like little things like that and not drinking that are holding myself to something. And it doesn't even have to be dry January. Like it could be anything. It could be, you know, going for 30 walks in January. It could, it, it's like giving yourself a goal or something to focus on, at least for me, has helped me to at least alleviate a little bit of it just feeling exactly the same because that's a mm -hmm. way to like make January feel a little different. You know, it's not just like 
monotony of life feeling exactly the same. It's like you're you're putting a new little goal or something into the month to focus on when things feel otherwise really lame and slumpy and boring. So yes. Um it's been nice because instead of like, you know, having wine at night, I'm drinking water and I'm just drinking a ton of water and I'm, you know, coming up with creative ways to, you know, deal with my stress in other ways or to um, get outside more. Like I said, I'm trying, you know, with the exception of the first few days of this week where I didn't leave my house at all. <laughs> um, I've noticed that I just while getting outside is always important in the summer and in the spring, I feel like I naturally am like doing things outside with friends, like where, you know, we're going out and, you know, going on there's wa- more outdoor. Yeah, activities. there's more outdoor activities. So you kind of have to make more of a conscious effort, at least I do in the winter months when it's really easy just to stay inside and, and not. So, yes, um, but I've definitely experienced it a lot, especially when, cause you asked me just now, what is my experience with it? And I kind of, gave tips instead. So I'm doing this out of order. But now as far as my experience with it, I think, again, being self-aware and growing in my own maturity as an adult has helped so much. And one of the things in one of these articles that I wanted to address, and it said, uh, seven ways to beat the January blues. Um, Number two on this list is said, avoid unrealistic New Year's resolutions. I think that's been a big one for me because in the past I have used January. When I talk about a reset, I've always been in that like new year, new me, throw out everything about past year. Yeah, come 360, I'm going to set a gajillion unattainable goals that I can never do. And it's like, and then you just end up feeling overwhelmed, like you can't stick to your goals and frustrated and and also just that feeling that January has to have so much pressure to like make you a brand new person when you're not, you know, it's, it's the same. So I think a lot of my previous January has slump has come from unrealistic expectations and expecting to like fix everything you don't like about yourself in the span of two weeks of the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just a lot of, of my own awareness about myself and, you know, focusing on healthy, attainable goals and you know, some projects to stick to um, has been helping me a lot. I honestly, I'm really glad they brought that up because that's pretty much like my biggest tip is to have a goal or something that gives you a small set like sense of purpose. That sounds dramatic, but you know what I mean? Like something to work towards, strive for. And I think that's why, I mean, a lot of people would take it an unhealthy route and do, you know, extreme health challenges and take the whole like fitness Um, diet culture route which isn't necessarily Mm -hmm. healthy and anything can be obsessive but I think on a smaller scale like having some sort of challenge whether it's dry January or drinking a gallon of water every day or doing 10 minutes of the stair stepper every day or just something like that where it's like it gets you moving it makes you feel good it doesn't have to be an active thing necessarily but something where you're just disrupting your routine and challenging yourself to adapt to a new one I think that helps so much with like having something because that's like a small scale thing where it's like, okay, I don't have a vacation at the end of the month to look forward to, but I have me getting up tomorrow and challenging myself to be better than today and doing this little thing that I've tried to implement in my life in January to get myself like focused on that instead of feeling in a slump. And I think that is the biggest thing. Anytime in my life where I've felt very slump-ish, I think like getting myself going with a challenge is the best way to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And it can be a small thing and it can be something that's not, you know, completely setting yourself up for disappointment by just making it easy to fail, but just something that's attainable, but also challenging you out of that routine. And that's when life does feel monotonous and slump-like is when it's repetitive. And I think it's all about just shocking your system a little bit in a healthy way and like mixing it up, you know, not drinking, not, you know, watching TV, but instead challenging yourself to read for an hour every night, you know, just disrupting your routine with a small challenge, I think is like my biggest. Yeah. It's so al- I love that you said that. It's almost like Lent, but for January, you know, like, yes. like, <laughs> like give up something that you normally love or add something that you think would be really good for you and that you would really enjoy, even if it's reading or crafting or just something, you know, that is out of what you normally do. And yes. I think that also by then, when you're really focused on it and you really commit to it, you know, it kind of is in line with my whole, if I decide, you know, discipline is my word of, of this year. Um, at the end, when February comes around, it's like, okay, look, look what I, I did in January, you know, look what I was able to stick to or accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, you feel so proud of yourself, especially if it's something like attainable that you can actually exactly. Finish. And I think that's the biggest thing is whatever you decide that thing is for you, like make it attainable, make it reasonable, make it like one or two things. Like don't don't make it like five hundred like ridiculous things that you think are going to make you happy because it, it's just totally. gonna it's gonna fall off that's the thing you know so I absolutely think getting outside as much as possible like when I was feeling so slumpy this week and I hadn't like left the house in three days and I was in the same pajamas and I just felt like gross and I was like okay I need I'm gonna abandon everything I'm doing right now and I'm gonna go for a walk for 30 minutes like that's mm -hmm. it like I'm just gonna go walk for 30 minutes I dragged Jason outside with me we just walked around the block for 30 minutes we caught the sunset we saw birds and squirrels and like all these things and when <laughs> I got life and when I got mm -hmm. home like nothing seemed as bleak at all. Everything mm -hmm. was like, I just got some fresh air. I got some sunlight and I have a much better look on the world now. And all it took was the 30 minute walk. And there is scientific, you know, research and how sunlight affects the brain, especially in winter months when you're getting less of it, your brain craves sunlight in order to function properly. And so does your like mental psyche and well-being. you know, sunlight and exercise and eating healthy food and things like that are like almost more important in January, February and like that winter time than they are at any other time of the year because you're getting less of it and you need to sort of make up make up for more struggle because you know that like this if this struggle is common to you and it's coming it's kind of like you you have to overcompensate by doing more of those, you know, brain happy behaviors if that makes mm -hmm. sense at least i find that for myself i have to like make more of an effort than i even do in the Just summer be more intentional yeah exactly intentional about it 1 1000% yeah i completely agree with that and also with the sunlight thing that just gave me another idea to mention because Again, like it doesn't have to be a dietary change, but one challenge that could be really useful that's also free is like challenging your sleep schedule because that's mm. also a huge thing. Like when you're not sleeping enough or like you're just out of whack, that's when you're going to feel, you know, groggy, down, just not yourself. So I think January is a great time to be, you know, disciplined. There's not too much going on like externally or whatever. You're just kind of in your routine mostly, generally speaking. I would highly recommend trying to wake up early, like challenge yourself to wake up earlier and watch the sunrise, even though it might be cloudy some days and you might not see it every single day, but make that a challenge that kind of like then sets your whole sleep schedule and challenge yourself to go to bed earlier mm -hmm. every night with that. Like challenge yourself to get eight hours of sleep where you wake up at sunrise, like go to bed at 10, wake up at seven, whatever it is, or I guess that's nine hours. You know what I mean? Even but better. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's, I think, a great challenge that I should probably do for myself as I'm saying it out loud is like getting in a regular healthy sleep schedule mm -hmm. <laughs> and being up earlier because you're more productive in the day when you do that. And oh, sorry, I was going to connect it back to what you were saying because you can wake yourself up at seven. If it's not too cold or snowy where you are, then you can go for a morning walk and like make that part of your morning routine and have that be the challenge where you get outside, you get sunlight, you're watching sunrise and you're just starting your day right. Because I think how you start your day sets a huge tone for how you feel throughout the day. It does. Do you want to know something else that sets your day? Getting dressed when you get out of bed. This is mm. something that I have not a great habit with and I want to do differently for this week. I have a, a habit of waking up in my pajamas, going to like make tea or food in my pajamas and then uh, after breakfast, I will go into whatever I'm doing that day in my pajamas, like whether it's, you know, working on my computer or reading or whatever it is, I'll stay in my pajamas. And then I will realize it's 3 p.m. I haven't left the house because you're not going to leave the house if you're in your pajamas. So, you know, mm -hmm. so it's like, and then you just, it's 5 A vicious p.m. Cycle. <laughs> the sun's going down. You're in the same pajamas you slept in. You just feel like mentally and physically icky. I'm, I'm saying you, what I mean me, I feel this way, <laughs> you know, but then I have found that on mornings where I wake up and before I even leave my room to go to the kitchen, I will get dressed for the day. And then I immediately am like, I am a civilian in the world. I am wearing mm -hmm. jeans regardless of what I'm doing. Now I can go walk out that door at moment's notice. I don't have to like take the time to go get dressed and like all this stuff. You know, it's like that is something I want to do every single day this week is wake up, get dressed, start my day. And doesn't mean yes. I can't lay on the couch in my in my clothes and watch TV, but it's still it already like it, it's a small physical 
I guess, practice or routine yeah, thing that habit. makes a, a habit that makes a huge difference for how I feel. And maybe you'll notice that you feel the same. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely a great tip. And like, even if you do want to sit on the couch, I think you'll be less inclined to do that when you're setting yourself up just by dressing for the day, you mm-hmm. know, differently. Um, but I know that that's a huge challenge because especially with working from home culture, like a lot of people just want to be in their pajamas and there's no, you know, actual external motivation to get dressed. But when you are your own motivation and you just tell yourself, this is my goal, I'm going to do this every day this week, it's going to be a lot easier than you think. And you might see that it actually does impact your day and your productivity and motivation just a lot more. So I'm going to read, um, we have a couple different articles here that all are kind of paraphrasing the same thing. Um, but I'm just going to start with this one that I already quoted a bit from earlier. This one says, seven ways to beat the January blues. Uh, it says, Christmas is conveniently located during a very depressing time of year. And I think one of the reasons why it's not up until Christmas is because of Christmas. It like sort of distracts from all that. Because it's something and, to look forward to. And it's yeah. also, it like makes the cold winteriness fun, you know, because it's, yeah. it's part of the holiday. Part of the- Unless you're in Australia, in which case green Christmas is very common. Um, It says the days are short, the temperature is low, and the weather is even more miserable than usual. Luckily, from November onwards, we have Christmas and New Year to look forward to. However, after the festive period is over, we can look forward to nothing but two solid months of continued dark winter misery. So this Mm -hmm. is the dreaded January blues that many of us face. So here are seven tips on how to beat the January blues. Number one, it says go outside. Exposure to daylight is good for us, and we often become depressed in darker, shorter months due to limited sunlight exposure. Our brains love to be in the sunlight, and it helps us regulate our sleep cycles, which also is important to your health. It says so if you're at lunch at work, make sure to try and go outside, go for a short walk, get as much daylight as you can. It's good for you and will help you be more productive. Next, it says avoid unrealistic New Year's resolutions. This is the one I brought up before. No one likes to be a failure. And when you set unrealistic goals for yourself, it can often make you feel that way, even though you're not a failure. It can just make you feel like you couldn't measure up when your goals may have been too lofty in the first place. So make sure whatever you set for yourself, your aspirations are actually achievable. Um, Unrealistic resolutions or goals set you up to fail and make you feel even worse when you can't fulfill them. Making goals and resolutions to better yourself is definitely a good thing, but make sure that they're things that you can stick to and that are attainable. This will avoid any disappointment due to slower than expected progress or giving up in January. And that's kind of what we already touched on. The next one is try something new, which is kind of what I was talking about earlier. It's like being in routine and not shaking up your day-to-day is kind of like what creates a slump, I think. So this says comfort zones are dangerous things because they cause us to stagnate and cease development. So why not welcome in the new year with some new hobbies or activities? Push out the boat. Wait, what? Push the boat out per se and see what you like. I've never heard that phrase. I think I don't know, maybe it just means get out there and yeah. get, get in the okay. water. Um, the next one, kind of related, but a little bit different, is plan a holiday. Obviously, this is if you can and have the means. So kind of a privileged one. But you know what's great? Having something to look forward to, which can be a small thing too. But having something to look forward to fills our day-to-day lives with a sense of purpose, excitement, and joy. So that's kind of what I was talking about earlier with like on a smaller scale, like a new challenge in your life, like on a weekly day-to-day basis having that that you can implement that's not like a grand thing that's months in the future. But if you can, you can like book a holiday or a weekend trip with your friends, like a road trip or something where you, I don't know, maybe you even buy a ticket to a show that you've been wanting to see or something like that, where it's just booking something or planning something. You don't even have to like book or buy anything, but just planning yeah, you could go, out something you could you do You could do something future. inexpensive. You could go camping. You could plan a, mm-hmm. a cook at home at night with your friends where everyone brings a dish, you know. Scientists say that simply looking forward to a sunny getaway is enough to keep your endorphins flowing strong. An exciting trip is often the perfect remedy to get you through January's miserable trudge, and I know I'll be booking something. That wasn't me. That was was what the article says. Though I think Christy will be booking something because that is very like her. I hope. The next one says to self-reflect, and this is naturally goes hand in hand with setting goals and resolutions and whatnot. Um... If you're feeling down in January, it might be worth evaluating what could make you happier in life as these are issues that are often brought to the forefront when you're feeling low. That is a huge point is when you're feeling down, the world loves to kick you when you're down. And that's when it can bring up all sorts of things that otherwise, when you're in a regular, you know, kind of happy part of your life, it sort of just like flies under the radar. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. but when you're down and you have all this time on your hands or you're just kind of feeling slumpy naturally your brain is going to want to bring up the other depressing things or things that you're you know not happy with or whatever because that's just 
you know, when it rains, it pours. So, um, self-reflection during this time could be a really good thing as far as, you know, reevaluating what's helping you move forward or what's helping you, you know, in the direction in your life. Develop. Yes. The next one is kind of generic, but we have mentioned exercise. So it may be cliche, especially in January to like join a gym or, you know, do a workout program, but just something small to get yourself moving if you can. If the weather is, you know, nice, you can do it outside or just in your apartment. You can do some YouTube workouts, just something to like get yourself moving. And it's always good for the endorphins for sure. Um, What is it? Uh, The quote. Happy people don't oh, kill their husband. Yeah, it's uh, endorphins make you happy, and happy people just don't kill their husbands. If you don't know what we're talking about, you should get yeah to get watch Legally Blonde. Um, <laughs> another thing about exercise is it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I always would push myself like, oh, exercise has to be like hit training, high intensity. Like you need a high intensity regimen mm-hmm. if you want to even claim that you exercise, or you have to be running five times a week. You can, like, I love low intensity exercise. I like walking. I like Mm -hmm. hiking. I like yoga. I like the occasional workout class, but because I have really low blood pressure and I have a vasovagal response, which essentially means really high intensity stuff can make me pass out. um, I have just found a love of low intensity exercise. And I had a lot of judgment for myself in the beginning about that, that, oh, that's not... Mm -hmm you know, I'm a young, healthy, 20 something individual, I should be able to do high intensity hit training classes. It's like, no, those aren't for everybody. And if I just want to do yoga twice a week and hike once a week, great. Like that's okay. You know, it's okay to have more of a low intensity exercise regimen and you're not a failure for that. So if anyone is in the same boat as me, like that's really okay. Yeah, that's completely valid. And honestly, it might make it more attainable or something that you'll actually keep up with if you start with low intensity too. Exactly. And just like allow yourself to exercise in a small way that doesn't have to be this grand thing or like breaking a huge sweat or anything, but just moving at some degree. For sure. Definitely. The last start, one, I was just going to say, or, you know, you don't have to start with an hour walk a day. Start with 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Start small for sure. Do you want to read the last one? The last one says, remember that calendars aren't real. And I love that. Uh, The article (laughs) says, to clarify, calendars are real, but the months within them are not. We may associate a lot of concepts and ideas with January, but Mm -hmm. ultimately it is just a time of year when the earth is a little bit darker than normal. January by its very nature is intrinsically the same as any other artificially created month. It still can be cold and dark, which doesn't help cheer us up, but you can still mentally treat January just like September or any other similar month. So while it can be a month that you need some, you know, new goals, new resets, you don't need to put, if you just want to focus on it as any other month, it doesn't have to be, you know, you, it still is just a time on this planet that we are existing. Amen. I really like that they put that because again, yeah, there's so many things like you can always, like, sometimes it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy if you're just like, oh, January is the worst and it's so dark and it's so cold, which all those things are true. And yes, it's cold, but that doesn't mean that you have to have um, a bum month (laughs) like you can still make the most of it but if you are there are you know tools that can you know that are proven to help you with that so it kind of it's kind of saying that it's a not one size fits all you know that there's so many different people who will react different ways to january and there are different tools for different people definitely okay so another article that we just want to touch on a few of the tips because also there's other things that i wanted to bring up still that this will touch on But one of their tips is meditation. Commit to at least five minutes of daily meditation. And I think that could go along with just like a wellness challenge that shakes up your daily routine in some way. And honestly, five minutes of meditation is really not that much. Like Mm -hmm. you can definitely commit to that. And again, that's something that's doable. And I should really try and do that because I never tried meditation like seriously. And I've heard that it's actually amazing. And I should probably train my brain to like shut up sometimes so maybe i'll try and implement that in the next week and start doing meditations in the morning but it says meditation is proven to reduce stress and in my experience really helps make room for the little space to allow my perspective to shift and grow that was the author of this elite daily article so yeah there's one um eat stuff that makes you feel better so again just like foods that fuel you the best Mm -hmm. give you some nutrients and micronutrients and all that good stuff and this one I think is important is make sure that having fun is a top priority because I, like I feel that. like yeah like I think it's so easy to let that slip through the cracks when it is a month where it's genuinely or generally very like routine based and you know you work it gets dark you maybe work out you go home you cook you're not doing as many 
you know, holiday things or as many social things because there's less outside, etc. But still trying to prioritize having fun and making an effort to make things or like plan fun activities with your friends. Like, for example, I was feeling not down, but I was kind of just like looking at my calendar and there wasn't like too much going on really. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to friends that I haven't seen since November and set up a brunch with them. And I just texted them and I was like, hey, like, are you guys free? Like, I'd love to catch up. And just making time to do those things that make you happy, whether it's just like chatting with a friend. It can be you invite them over to your apartment and you just like watch a movie together, you know, Mm -hmm. just like I think you can use January as a way to reconnect with people because it is like kind of a blah time but having those like catching up with people that you haven't seen or maybe you haven't reached out in a while and want to just see how someone's doing like using that as kind of like a using that time in January to do that um, I think is a great way but also kind of back to what they were saying about just having fun is prioritizing those things that do recharge you and that you do enjoy doing So this article says, losing sight of the importance of enjoying yourself and having a bit of fun has actually been linked to both criminality and deadened creativity. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Look, I'm not saying you're doomed forever in life if you don't prioritize the concept of having fun, but it really is important for your mental health, y'all. Really, really important. So you can set aside time each week or even each day to do something you consider fun. Go ice skating with a friend who will absolutely need you to hold their hand. Do a double feature movie theater day. Take a weekly stretching class. Or go out dancing while wearing something you feel cool as hell in. <laughs> it said sketching class. Not that that matters, but I'm really picturing what a stretching class would look like. And I, I picture someone just like learning how to like waking up in the morning, like stretching, getting out of bed. <laughs> I didn't even think about that when I was reading it. That's so funny. No worries. It made me laugh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's great. I just made plans with like two different people to get dinner this week and I'm excited about it. And I think going to the movies and seeing two movies, I've never done that. Have you ever done that? No, I don't think so. I I would worry I would get a headache because if I like look at screens too long, I get a headache just from looking at stuff. But I think that would be fun to spend the entire day at the movie theater. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't like it. I don't know if you would because you don't even like to watch things sitting down in your home. (laughs) No, I mean, I don't know. I'll think about it. Maybe it would be be your challenge. (laughs) Fun to try. Yeah, just hopping around all day just going to a new movie as soon as actually that would be an interesting challenge is you just go to a movie and then you commit to going and watching the next one that starts as soon as that one ends no matter oh, what it is interesting. <laughs> just like tickets to your next movie yeah, yeah never tried would, it but that would be cool this also says this article remember that cozy times are simply necessary mm-hmm. i mean we've all been on board with the global emergence of hygge right have i talked about that word on this podcast so yeah it's a danish word that essentially means you know comfort and coziness and you know feeling good in a cozy nostalgic space um but it says in the article for example to put this into practice instead of lamenting about how your post-holiday hermit tendencies make you lame make your private time and personal space into a center for relaxation and good vibes light some candles read all the books and enjoy your time love that and practice self-care of course which we talked about in you should listen to our uh self-care at the holidays episode because honestly we kind of delve into like the concept of self-care and what it means and just like prioritizing replenishing your own energy in whatever way that you need to so of exactly. course you gotta do that you know January. self-care doesn't just in this article they mention using a face mask but yes self-care as we discussed in our episode about this is so much more than just taking a bath and doing a face mask it means whatever caring for yourself means in that moment exactly we asked you guys on our instagram which is at fingers crossed pod if you don't follow you should follow along we asked you guys have you ever experienced the January blues or a post-holiday slump? 88% of you said yes and 12% said no. So as we mentioned before, if you are feeling kind of just down and blech right now, you are not alone because at least 88% of your other fellow listeners are right along there with you. And mm-hmm. Christy and I have experienced it as well. So then we asked you guys, how do you energize yourself at the start of a new year? What do you like to do? And, and the first one, we're just going to read a few of them, say... Well, the first one says sleep a lot. <laughs> sleep Hope is she's important. My sleeping challenge. Too, yeah, you know it's it's really important, especially during the holidays. If you're like out late or like doing a going from person's house to person's house at the holidays, it's very important to rest and re- relax. I know this is not the best, but I slept until noon the other day, and I went to oh, bed man. at a reasonable hour. But I slept until noon without being woken up, and it just leads me to think that my body just really needed it. You know? Yeah. 
listen to your body. That's for sure. The next two are actually funny because both of these people said the exact same thing. They said 30 days of yoga. Well, one specifically says start a fun challenge with myself like 30 days of yoga or read before bed every day of January. And then the other person says participate in challenges like yoga with Adrian's 30 days of yoga. So if anyone's looking for a yoga challenge, yoga with Adrian. And that's perfect because that's exactly what we were saying is putting like yourself to a fun challenge or something you do every day or something that you aren't doing that is normally a part of your routine, like, you know, drinking wine or having alcohol. Um, it's, it's a really fun way to shake up January. So totally mm-hmm. agree. Um, this next one says setting some small goals so that I can complete them quickly. That will snowball to bigger goals. I like that. Mm. I think I should do that because I naturally will start with the big picture first, but I think Mm -hmm. if I start with some small goals, especially when it comes to my job hunting, that might help me a lot. Right. That makes sense. I like that too. Okay. The next story we put was tips for beating the January slump. So some tips from you all. One of them says having a schedule and doing things I like at least once a day. Totally. This one says sleeping until February comes, (laughs) laughing face, (laughs) and organizing everything while I'm awake. I think getting organized Mm. in January helps a lot. Like I love cleaning out my closet and like donating things and kind of cleaning my space, going through maybe, I don't know, getting some new throw pillows or just something to like feel like you're, you know, you're freshening up your space a little bit. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Great time to organize. Prioritize your hobbies so they become routine for the year. Yes. That's great. Implement them into your life. This one says, making sure my room is always clean. Because for me, a clean room is positive and more energy. That's nice. Definitely a good January challenge. And another one says, generic, but I have to get outside. Girl, you and me both. Absolutely. I feel that. Okay. So now let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about what we're excited about for 2022. You and me, Christy, and our listeners. Because I think that's a great way to end the January slump is to, you know, focus on what you're looking forward to. I think that's always a good tip. We got someone's going to grad school in the fall. Someone's getting married and finishing grad school. Wow. What a, what a year. This one says, my partner moving from France to Australia after one and a half years apart due to COVID. Oh, my gosh. Congrats, yeah. you guys. Good that must you. have been so hard. Moving in with my fiance and starting new jobs in May. Ooh, Yay. This one says growing into a better version of myself. Amen to that. Love that. Graduating college in the fall. Congrats. And starting my corporate job and my first solo apartment. Damn. This wow. Got Big it changes. <laughs> yeah. This one says new career opportunities and hopefully going on multiple adventures. Yes. Nice. Always the goal. Getting married and living with my long distance fiance. Yay. Yeah. This one says getting an effing full-time job in SF theater. I am manifesting this. We are manifesting with you, miss. Yes, girl. We got you. And exploring my state and visiting Oregon for the first time. Oh, love that. That's nice. Exploring your state. A lot of big milestones there. That's exciting. I don't know. I don't really have like monumental things on the calendar for 2022. I'm just riding the waves. I'm excited for the developments and new opportunities and life along the way like I genuinely there's not like oh I'm going to this event in May or I have a trip that I'm going to Costa Rica in September like I have no idea I'm just riding the waves I'm just happy to be here (laughs) and my uh TBD bachelorette party you'll be going to that is that gonna be a 2022 I don't know yet I okay so maybe (laughs) I would think it would be probably early 2023 just because it gives people more time to you Mm -hmm. know get everything figured out um but I guess we can be excited about planning it yeah, we can. So Hell yeah, brother. That will be fun. Um, uh, I'm excited to continue the wedding stuff, obviously, and get going with that. I'm really excited to find a new job and to find something that, you know, as we've said this word a million times, take a shot every time you say alignment, except not because I'm doing dry January. Um, have some water every time. <laughs> take a we... shot of apple cider vinegar every yeah. time you say alignment. But dilute it because the one time we take shots of apple cider vinegar by themselves, we hurt our stomachs so bad. Like, do you remember how awful take that was? Take diluted shots of apple cider vinegar whenever we say alignment. Yeah, please. Um, put it in some water. I digress. We digress. <laughs> but uh, I'm very excited about getting the new job that feels very on you know, on point and aligned with what I'm looking to do and how I'm looking to make an impact. So excited for whatever that is. Um, There's gonna be a lot of changes this year. A lot of things, you know, friends making big changes in their lives and people moving different places. And there's just going to be a lot. So I'm, I'm hoping to just be able to, like you said, ride the waves as best I can. 
Yeah, there you go. Put up a sail and go with wherever the wind takes you. <laughs> Put up a sail, pull up a chair, and crack open <laughs> and, a uh, cold one. What was the one with that the article said that was like... Oh, put your boat out or something? Oh, yeah, put your boat out. Per- yeah, put your boat out and crack open the sail and ride the waves. Anyway, and most of all, of course, at the top of our list is Fingers Crossed Podcast. We're excited for 2022. We are. It'll be a great year of episodes and self-growth and reflection and all that that we love to do on this podcast and with you all along the way. So thank you so much for listening. Happy 2022. Glad you're on this journey with us. And hopefully you're beating the January slump somehow let us know your favorite way in the comments of our latest instagram as usual and don't forget to read your books we have book club next week that's right book club book club the four agreements by don miguel ruiz then yeah download it buy it rent it borrow it from a friend whatever it's like six dollars at target so not a huge investment and it's a really great book if you are on a personal growth journey i promise and it's a very quick read so you can even if you're just hearing this and we're talking about it next week you can definitely read it within a week or a day even so Check it out. We are looking forward to chatting about it with you all. And happy 2022. Uh, Thanks for listening. And happy January. Hope you make the most of it. And don't have any blues. January pinks. (laughs) Beat that slump. Beat it. You can do it. Oh, man. I'm delusional. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Love you so much. And as always, keep your fingers crossed. Keep your fingers crossed.